Let's check out the Committable podcast. Good Monday morning, everybody. You really must uh, come by my studio one day. I'll show you exactly how it's done. And this one looks interesting. Committable by Jesse Mangan in the men's health category. It's a fairly new podcast. It's another one of these guys that just came out this year. I believe. It's weird. I don't see dates on the episodes. That's okay. That's okay. I don't need those. It should be timeless, right? But he's one season in and maybe, what, seven, eight episodes? Nope, wrong. 13 episodes. And I can't recall if I call this the Committable podcast immediately, uh, but it's just called Committable. Uh, which I love that idea of just a single word. It just makes it more as, oh, what's that? Committable. Is it committable? Does it have to do with marriage? What does this have to do with it? Immediately gets me curious. And you get Mac with a, a curious mind moving, man. Then I'm like, oh, what's committable being? I look at the description now. The artwork's great. Um, yeah, I think it's Jesse in the artwork, Jesse Mangan, who is the, uh, who is the I believe, the author. Um, artwork is great. I can't read the text at the bottom. I think it says gone, not gone or other. Oh, gone, not gone. There's a checkbox. Everything makes sense. Everything makes sense in that artwork. I would, um, not that I'm a visual artist, but just for the record, it's difficult to see that on a MacBook. What the, uh, what the, what the, what the text says at the bottom. Is it gone? Not gone. One, not sane. Oh my God. See, look at this. Sane, not sane, or other. And there's a checkbox. Okay. Okay. That text is hard to read. I would definitely look at making that artwork a little more easier to read. I love what you're doing, though. Because, okay, let me read you the description. Committable is a podcast about involuntary commitments. We focus on stories from people with lived experience as a window into complex conversations with attorneys, physicians, psychologists, and more. What they're not talking about is like when they say com involuntary commitments, they're talking about into a psych ward and the artwork gives way to that sane, not sane or other. I think, man, dude, if you make that text a little more clearer for, for people like me, man, for some reason, I have a hard time. I can't see that. I took, I, th I thought it said gone, not gone or other. Both made sense, but sane, not sane or other. Wow. Yeah, dude perfect. Now, admittedly, I'm trying to re retain my excitement. I don't want to spoil or alert this. I've listened to three episodes of this show. Um, the description, I believe the description doesn't lead enough into telling me what it means. It's like, I have to look at the artwork to get an understanding of what we're talking about here. Do you know what I mean? And it's not until you see physicians and psychologists, you go, Oh, you start connecting some dots. Um, what I want to do is I want to dig into episode number one, um, and because I've have, I've went to episode number one and then I've went to episode number six, what I haven't done, and maybe we'll skip to it during this episode is go to episode number eight and, and just to double check. Um, because what I haven't checked for is that he's maintained, um, consistency, which I imagine he has. If you listen to the show, well, let's give it a listen. Section 12 can happen to anybody. Ultimately, the authority to sign these pink slips is absolute. 
most people who are not familiar with it are quite honestly shocked at what kind of liberties can be taken from somebody. But when it comes down to, I wasn't really dangerous, I wasn't really mentally ill, they thought I was, you're going to lose. This is Committable. This is Committable, a podcast about involuntary commitment. For over 20 years, I've been trying to process a series of events that began with me making an appointment with a nutritionist and spiraled into three years in and out of psych wards. When all of this began, I just started as a student at the University okay. of... Okay, so I'm sorry, I got a new keyboard and I can't believe how... Um, how sensitive it is so that was my fault that it kept skipping um he goes right into it and it's completely narrative okay listen to how he's presenting it and how it pulls you in i guarantee a lot of you guys who listen to this will probably want to subscribe uh if you're interested in this sort of space his trailer does it no justice massachusetts at amherst and i knew something was wrong I was constantly cold and exhausted, I was having trouble sleeping, having trouble concentrating, and I was losing weight that I did not intend to lose. So I um, the complete journalistic approach to the presentation, the audio, vo- or the audio quality is fantastic. He's putting love into this. You can hear it. You can tell. He's passionate. I mean, obviously, he's lived it. Just overwhelmed with everything. Seeing my reaction, the nutritionist went to get a physician, Dr. Weber. Dr. Weber weighed me, ran some tests, and diagnosed me with anorexia. At the time, I didn't really know what anorexia was. All I knew was that I had just been told that my weight was so low that if I moved too much, I might have a heart attack. If I moved too much, I might die. I was frightened. After that, Dr. Weber referred me to a psychologist. Dr. Bynum. Bynum brought me into an office. Pretty and asked interesting. If I was right? willing to gain weight. I was. He asked if I was willing to go to a hospital. I was. He asked if I was willing to speak to a psychiatrist at the hospital. I told him that as long as he got me to a place where the if you move too much, you might die thing was being taken care of, I would speak to whoever he wanted me to. He asked if I wanted my parents involved. I did. Bynum called my parents and we all agreed that I should wait at health services until a hospital bed opened up. My parents asked Tom, my older brother, to come wait with me. Here is what Tom remembers from that day. I remember sitting there with you for a okay. long time. Um, I remember seeing him so, once or twice. All, like right out of the gate, man. <laughs> the, he's got he's got quality. This is an independent show that has very little following, dude. Like, listen to how well it's... And there's... There's things that we have notes. We have things that we want to talk about, but I want you to pay attention to the storytelling, the way he's transitioning between uh, the narrative and the interview, and also the quality, man. Was there saying, "Okay, we're ready to take you to to the hospital," and us going, "Okay, well, the car's out here," and then proceeded this very odd conversation that at the time I had no basis for comparison, so I didn't. I certainly didn't put two and two together for what was happening, but them insisting that we had to take the gurney. And we were like, I've got a car even before, because they asked before we went out there, there had been some 
conversation about something. And I said, yeah, I'll just drive them over. And they're like, well, let, let's check into that. And check into that turned into us walking out into this gurney and them insisting that for insurance purposes, they had to have you on the gurney. You had to go in the ambulance. We had some more conversation. Because it's fucking crazy. Like, no, you and- have to go on the gurney to get in the ambulance. We're like, what are you talking about? And then they basically just kind of steamrolled us into, no, this is the way it has to be for insurance purposes. This is the only way we can get you into that bed to have them, you know, take a look at you. The only way this works is if you get in this gurney inside this piece of paper. There was no request. It was do this. I'm having a hard time stopping listening. It's just, it, and the thing is, is his brother's interested, you know, interesting because he's passionate about it. Again, this is the first episode this guy's ever done of this show. ...position to get me onto an elevator. I was then wheeled directly out of that elevator and onto a psych ward, where I heard the distinct click of magnetically locked doors shutting behind me. A nurse approached and asked for my belt and anything else that might crazy. So, I mean, before we get into how we feel about this show, let's go to what I haven't done is let's listen to the latest episode. Actually, we're not going to listen to their bonus shows, bonus, bonus, bonus. We're going to listen to season one, episode eight, living with it. And then he's got uh, bonus episodes, um, which we're not going to touch. We're going to listen to episode eight and see if the, I think this is the one I may have listened to actually. This is committable. And my partner Joanna about the what I'm checking for is to see if his editing style changed to all the way to the eighth episode. Struggling with the effects of trauma and a diagnosed miss me, I just have to not screw up in the little ways. I think that's a, another part. Argues with her, presuming that like our the clarity of this audio. I'd love to know what kind of microphones he's using because the clarity is second to none. Long term recovery. The answer is. You give me ground to stand on that. Like a drum beating through the house. So I go over to the bathroom expecting something to happen. Slowly getting me onto the floor, getting my legs up, trying to get. Okay. So storytelling, uh, subject matter, branding. It's crazy because he doesn't, nobody knows about this show. Um, and it's really well done uh, in terms of how he's presenting it, how he's speaking to it. Um I imagine there's a significant amount of work that's going into this. It's clever that he's doing season because that probably buys him a lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of time to build the next season is very hard. I can tell you right now, I do an episode every day, seven days a week. It's hard to keep that up. I can only imagine when you're actually producing, which I don't do on the show, I could imagine the amount of effort it takes just to put together those interviews, schedule them, run the interviews, edit, do the clips, and then and then narrate it. It's got to be a significant amount of work. However, I think you do still need to do a little bit of work. Okay. Um, I usually save talking about what you could um, adjust with this podcast or what I would suggest you do to build out the content on this show. Um, however... I don't want, I usually save that till the end, but I only give myself 30 seconds with that outro. So I'm just going to start here. Um, here's what I would say. Here's what I think. And I would love to hear what my fellow podcasters who live, listen to this show. I'd love to hear what you guys think you would do with this show and what kind of production you did. Please make sure you jump over. Cause I'm trying to get some more conversation around this. I don't want it to be me atop my soapbox. I like the idea of a community coming together and folks who listen to this show. If you have a moment to go listen to the committable podcast or any other podcast that I listen to on this show, I know that a lot of you are here 
I know that a lot of you subscribe and listen. I would love to get your feedback and hear what you think about some of these shows and what you suggest you would change on some of these shows because I'm not the end all. I just like being up on my soapbox and sharing the wealth and knowledge that I may have. I'm sure all of you have differing opinions and ideas to help each other out as well. So join me over at uh, Just One Listen on Facebook. Um, I should open up to, um, to Instagram. You guys tell me, is Twitter the best platform for you? I don't care about marketing this show. I'm more concerned about building community around everybody and us helping each other because, and, and where there's not uh, podcast hosting companies and people with, a, with an agenda to sell shit, what I'm trying to create is a, is a community of us. And I'm sorry, I'm sidebarring here a little bit. What I'm trying to create is a community of us to talk together and, and help each other. Because there's a lot of shows like this. This is my motivation. Are shows like this where the story is fascinating. He's got a he's got a knack for for delivery. He's got a knack for keeping you hooked into the show. I listen to like more than I typically do on my episodes because of the way that he is doing his storytelling. You know what I'm saying? And so I want to help. And I'm sure you guys are interested too in helping each other. So maybe we can communicate on Twitter. I'm at just one listen on Twitter. I'm at just one listen on, on uh, Facebook. I am on Instagram too, but I'm not active at all. I probably should be. Um, we'll get better about that. I got to automate. Okay. Um, but again, I do this for free. I do this in my spare time. This is more so just to help each other. That's it. Okay. Enough of that. Now the committable or committable, the podcast, this show, I have already spoken to the, to the storytelling, all these other things. Here's what I would suggest. I think it's pretty obvious that he needs, when he's describing the sound of the magnetic door locking behind him, we got to hear that. You know, when, it, when there's a certain mood to an episode, we need to hear that and feel that. And I think you need to pull music and pull in sound effects. I can't, especially with a show like this, especially with a show like this. I think this show has it has a massive potential to be insanely good and insanely popular. If there's not a show like there like this out there today, this could be huge. I could see NPR picking this up or any of the networks picking this up because it's fascinating. It is a fascinating topic. Oh my god. Especially when you consider people who are committed who weren't voluntarily committed. It's fascinating. And you you were able to squeeze out an entire season. Can you really pull that much content? Oh my God. That's huge. That's huge. So I think with the when you add some production value to this, if you get somebody on your team, God, I wish I had more time. I would absolutely volunteer my time free to help with a show like this if I didn't have four kids, a day job, and four podcasts. <laughs> it, it kills me. This, this show right here, these types of shows are the reason I do this. It's because there's people out here that are doing these shows that are fascinating and they could be, it's like a diamond in the rough and it, this could be something special. And um, I truly believe that. There's a lot of them out there, you know, and I get really, really passionate, obviously, when it comes to stuff like this. Can you tell? <laughs> I, I love this stuff. I think that um, Jesse's got something special here. And I think that he, um, I think if he, if he, I think if he works out the description a little more clear to say what this is about um, and, and works on that editing, 
where you're painting the picture again, building the theater of the mind. The storytelling is fantastic. If you add sound to that, some extra effects. Oh my God. It's as easy as you looking up sound effects on YouTube. It's as simple as subscribing to Epidemic Sound or one of these sound services out there that are built for YouTubers and podcasters. There's services out there that let you take royalty-free sounds and sound effects. Please invest in this. Jesse, if you're listening, please invest money into your podcast if you haven't already. Um, It's worth your time to pay somebody to edit this is something special, man. This is really something special. I wish you all the best. This is a, please come back. I'm subscribing, but I would love to revisit this in a year in the next season and see where you end up. Oh my God. It's so well done. I, I, I just, I love that. He's so humble about the way he presents the shows and he is, he is consistent, but I truly feel like that he needs to do a little more editing on this and paint the picture a little more clearer for the dummies like me to just really pull us in. It's only a matter of time, man. Well done. Well done. I'm going to give this one a 9.1. The highest score I think I've given. Have I given a nine anything? I'll have to check. And yes, I am partially giving it value based on what the what it could be too because this is something special the the content 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 you focus on your content your content's tight the show's gonna be tight man committable yes one of my favorites that's gonna go in my personal hall of fame i love it (laughs) 